Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugolo. And on this show, I talk with women and a few cool dudes, all of them entrepreneurs, change makers, healers, and artists about what it takes to put their dreams into action. And today I have as my guest, Liz Sacco. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. What I love about what you are doing is that you saw a need for a product that you couldn't find, and you thought, I'm just going to go create it. That's exactly right. Tell me about how that happened. Sure. Tell us about your product and how it came to be. Sure. So in 2011, my oldest son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And kind of through the course of adjusting our life, what I realized was there's this missing component in his testing routine. So anybody that's familiar with diabetes realized that they have to test their blood sugars multiple times in a given day. And what I found myself was always handing my son either a Kleenex or a paper towel, something to remove the excess blood when he was done testing. And lots of times, of course, I wasn't there. So what I found was he, you know, just as a result, would wipe it on his clothes or the inside of his case, being a typical young, active boy, right? So I had laundry covered in blood spots. And I thought to myself, well, there has to be a convenient solution or product in the market that serves this purpose. So sure enough, I went out and there wasn't. I could completely visualize it in my head. I knew exactly what I was looking for. And I went to multiple stores and they looked at me kind of with a blank stare, like we don't have a product that you know serves that need. I went online, I researched it, and lo and behold, there wasn't a product for this purpose. And that gave me the opportunity to go ahead and develop it. Wow, so it's the kind of, um usage that you wouldn't want to use a bandage or gauze or something that wouldn't serve the same purpose? So the gauze would, the band-aid, I mean it's typically just a small amount of blood that's left and then once it's wiped away it isn't, uh, excuse me, continuing bleeding so a band-aid really isn't that necessary. The gauze would work but what I found was I didn't have gauze in my house or they're very loose so what would happen is like for example, what I tried was even putting a Kleenex in his case, but what would happen is ultimately he would just discard it after one use, which was very wasteful, or if he kept it in, it would just be a blood-soaked tissue. So that's, you know, the purpose of our product is that it just, you simply tear it off with each test, and then it disposes it with the test strip. So it's a simple removal and a simple disposal. Wow. Wow. So, like, how did you go about creating the product like how does how do you even begin doing something like that well it's funny because it was as I mentioned it was very clear in my head I knew exactly you know I could see it so I think that that was the kind of the first step is the conception stage is like okay I know what I'm looking for so I kind of made a homemade prototype I did go down the road of a patent so I thought you know before I kind of start this adventure I would like to see if there is a product out there that I'm just missing so I went ahead and we did the search and we filed for the patent. And while that was pending, then I went ahead and tried to do my own type of prototype. And I looked at different companies. I searched out various manufacturers until I found one. I was lucky enough to find one. And they helped me kind of de you know, do the whole process of development. Wow. So you worked in partnership with them to 
you said this is what I'm looking for, and they said, okay, we can do this. That's exactly right. I sat down with them. I kind of had my homemade prototype so they could get the idea, you know, as far as what I was looking for the product to do. And then what they did is they went back to their resources and their manufacturing capabilities, and then they would send me a few prototypes. We probably had three or four prototypes until we got the actual product where I thought, okay, this is exactly what I was looking for, and it functions the way I want it to function, and then we went into production. Wow. And so did you just, in your research, did you just find this one manufacturer or did you try out having conversations with oh, more I than one? Plenty, plenty of manufacturers. Really? I would say that that was probably one of my biggest challenges. And even in hindsight looking, now that I've even had the business up and running, the manufacturing side was probably a huge hurdle that I had to overcome. I've made calls upon calls upon calls and people were telling me it wasn't, you know, they weren't they didn't have the capabilities, this product wasn't gonna be able to be made. So I did a lot of research. So yes, at the manufacturing side of it, to find, as I said, a manufacturer that had the ability to create this product was certainly one of my biggest hurdles. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sure enough, persistence it pays off eventually. You really I, wanted I wanted this it. I said, well, you know, <laughs> there's, well, there's a will, there's a way. Isn't that what they say? When there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. sure enough, um, I ended up finding one, so it was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So were there any times during that process of calling and calling that you felt really discouraged? Well, of course you're discouraged. I mean, nobody likes to hear no or it can't be done or, you know, impossible, all of that. But I think that when you're very determined and you have that passion and you're ignited with that energy, you just, I think to my, I used to tell myself, we put a man on the moon. We put a man on the moon. Now, if we can put a man on the moon, I can find a manufacturer that create create this product and that was kind of always in the back of my head every time I would call and they would tell me you know we're not able to do this for you or kind of you know those closed doors that I kept running into that little voice in the back of my head just kept me you know pushing along. That's fantastic yeah. I mean what it what's so clear is that it really takes a particular mindset to be undeterred. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. okay that door it wasn't in that door, let's try the next one, and you just keep trying the next one and the next one until you find what you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So once you found, um, I'm really digging in here because I think that this is really important for people to hear about if they are creating a product and they need to work in partnership with another manufacturer. manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So once you found the one that said, Yes, I think we can do it. Mm -hmm. I presume that's what they said. Yes. You finally I you found finally, it. Yes. You found I someone found who said one. yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Was it easy going from that point? So again, we had a few prototypes. You know, it was a lot of back and forth and the beginning of the production the de uh, <clears throat> product development was probably a 2-year time frame. Two years. So it, now, with that being said, I don't think necessarily everybody would have that long of a time period. But I'm just still, speaking it's personally. Good to know that's what it took. Personally, it was a two-year process from the time that I sat down with them and said, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is my goal. This is kind of what I've envisioned as far as a product is concerned to it actually being delivered to me as a finished product. It was a two-year span. Wow. So what did your son use in the meantime? <laughs> his pants. <laughs> the inside of his case. Yeah. So. Was he happy once he got He was. <laughs> he was. And you know, it's funny. I, we purposely created it so it attaches to the kit itself. And now that it's part of the kit and part of his routine, he, it's almost just an automatic that he uses it now. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So. Wow. So let's take the next step. You have the manufacturer, you got the product. What happened then? So then I didn't want to launch the website until I had the product to sell. So I kind of waited till I had the timeline of when I was going to have the product in hand. And then I started with our website to launch the website. Ultimately, what we'd like to do is have it on the shelves of some you know, big box pharmacies. We would like to get it in some of the medical supply companies that produce a lot of the diabetes supplies. But I also knew I needed a venue right off the bat, just in case somebody saw, you know, as I was promoting the product or trying to get the word out, I wanted to have a venue. And I know that, of course, in today's world with online. So we launched the website. And then from there, we utilized other platforms, whether it be Amazon, eBay, some online sites. And it's just kind of been a work in progress, both on the internet side of it, as well as uh, brick and mortar side. Wow. So how long has it been out? So it was three years in September. Wow. So it's a little over three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've been making some good traction. We're very optimistic. I think one of our biggest takeaways is that the people that use it, that we have a, a high repeat customer base, uh -huh. which of course to us says they like the product. There's a need for the product. They're using the product. So that's very encouraging for us. Mm -hmm. That's great. So right now, people are getting it. How do they find out about it? So online, there's, like I said, we are in quite a few online stores. We're on a few local, actually, we're in Whole Foods in Wellesley, Mass., but we're also in some brick and mortar in Nebraska stores and down south in some pharmacy stores down there as well, and then online. And what we're trying to do is being a new product in the marketplace. That's another kind of challenge that you're faced with because it's a... Not only is it a new, a new brand per se, it's a new product. Mm -hmm. It's a completely new product in the healthcare space. So what we're trying to do is utilize all the different venues as far as social media is concerned. Of course, the greatest compliment is the word of mouth in the diabetes, you know, within the diabetes community. But we're just trying a whole lot of different avenues to spread the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So have you also, I, I presume you've been connecting with people who teach about diabetes and edu doing educational? We have, and uh -huh. we do a lot with camps. Uh -huh. uh, the camps is a great venue. Keep in mind that the product, camps are a lot geared towards the type one and the children side of it, because what they're trying to do is try to educate the children that have been diagnosed or live with diabetes, kind of the proper methods of testing and things of that nature. So that is a great avenue for us to pursue because it incorporates the DABs. But in addition to that, it's also for type 2. It's not just a type 1 product. It's anybody that lives with diabetes, and because anybody that lives with diabetes typically has to test their blood sugars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great, great feeling it must be to be able to provide something that you know is of use and benefit to so many people. It is. It's very, it's very, um, it makes you feel good. You know, you hope that you're providing value to a community that you're very passionate about. I'm very passionate yeah. about the diabetes community. So it's nice to hear when someone says to me, oh my God, yeah, we love your product or, you know, it certainly helps. And we do donate a portion of our proceeds to diabetes research. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The more the product grows and the more people buy the product, the mm -hmm. more we can give back. So it's been, yeah, it's been a terrific journey so That's far. That's great. That's great. So what, so what fires you up the most about it? I'm going to go back to the diabetes community. I think when you see where we were very 
unexposed to diabetes prior to my son's diagnosis. So when you see what it looks like to live with a chronic disease day in and day out, and you think that you know the resolve that these people have, and I think you become very passionate. It's like, what can I do to make their life a little bit better? Or what can I do to impact it for the better? And mm -hmm. I think that's where my passion comes from. Mm -hmm. So what would feel like success to you? I think from a business standpoint, success would be that Dabs would be a household name, that mm. it would just kind of be a permanent component of the testing routine. Mm -hmm. The way that I structured the patent, our goal, our long-term vision for the company is actually to also expand outside of the healthcare space and use Dabs for other purposes outside of diabetes to kind of grow the dabs from that as well and make it a household name. Mm -hmm. I think from a personal level of success, if I think, if I can look in the mirror and think to myself, well, I've done something to help somebody or improve somebody's lives, that to me is more of a success story. That is. To be able to help other people so, and just make a difference or so an impact. So you already feel like you are successful. I think I do. I think I'd like to become more successful in that regard. I wanna, you know, I think that it's kind of our role as humans to help other humans, yeah. and I think that that really gives you that sense of satisfaction and success. So do I want to keep going and getting bigger and bigger so I can have a, a greater feeling of success? Sure, but yeah. yes, I mean, it's nice to hear that I've made an impact as of now, but I certainly want to make a larger impact. Yes, yes, yes that's great. So you are a mom as well. I am. And how many children do you I have? I have four boys. So how does, Grow, building, starting, building, and growing a business fit in with being a parent for you? I'm blessed with a great family, and I think that, and a great circle of friends, and I think that you have to learn to ask for help a lot. And, mm. you know, if you surround yourself with the people that are willing to help you and support you, kind of all those pieces fall in place. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly a lot, and that's, you know, I, I don't think you realize, I think you get super excited and you get super passionate about something and you're just, you know, you're gung-ho and then all of a sudden you get super busy. I mean, and having a business takes a lot and yeah. it's a lot of time and you have to just learn to kind of sometimes put things in perspective and learn about, you know, I don't know if balance is the right word because I don't know if you ever become truly balanced per se, but I think that you just learn to manage your time and you just use the resources that you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. So if uh, another mom was thinking of going into business, mm -hmm. what, what advice would you give her? I would say go for it. <laughs> Absolutely go for it because it's a great, I mean it's a constant learning curve and definitely go for it but know that it's, it's very time consuming, it takes up a lot of you're all good. I mean, you have your good and your bad always. However, it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Share with us one of your low moments. Well, I think that you probably have a lot of low moments in business because there's a lot of rejection in business. I think that you have to have the mindset going in that, of course, that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you're going into, and especially in my situation where it's a product base mm -hmm. and with any businesses they're going to face rejection but especially when you're calling on a particular product you get a lot of no's or it's not going to be in our pipeline and so I think that you it's easy to get discouraged but what I 
try to do is take a step back once in a while. And I remember reading somewhere that when you get discouraged, you know, I think that our, we're so focused sometimes on like the big picture or like your long-term vision and you want your business to explode and maybe it's not building as quickly as you anticipated and that could be very well just the reality. Sometimes you get super excited and think it's just going to take off and then reality sets in with any business. It's, you know, it's time and consistency. But to sometimes take a step back and focus on the accomplishments you've already created and the goals you've already accomplished and try to focus in on the positive and then that kind of gears you back up and energizes you to keep moving forward when you're discouraged. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any like regular daily routines or practices that kind of help build that sense of optimism in? <laughs> well, I'm a big advocate of reading. Mm -hmm. I think that whether it's reading for an educational standpoint as far as business is concerning learning the ins and outs, but I also find from a motivational standpoint, I like to read nonfiction books that are, you know, correlate to for an entrepreneur, for example. Um, like the CEO, Jessica Heron, who created the Stellan Dot Brands. And she, you know, create your extra, extraordinary. And that's a great book as far as to kind of keep you motivated. And you see, you read about successful people in your space. That helps me stay motivated. So that, that book is called? Find Your Extraordinary. Find Your Extraordinary, Find your extraordinary by? Jessica Heron. Okay, who is we'll the put that CEO, in the show notes. Yep, mm -hmm. which is the CEO of the Stellan Dots. And that was, it's a great read, it's an easy read, it's a motivational read. So I think sometimes if I, you know, you're kind of in a slump, a book like that to me mm -hmm. helps. Exercise certainly helps. I think that it not only from gives you more energy from a physical, I think it's really good for your mind as mm -hmm. far as it's kind of an outlet and it kind of clears your mind and gives you new thoughts and ideas. And I try to incorporate those both daily. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps. Yeah, yeah. Any other great books that you recommend? I think a great book from as a resource if you're starting a new business is Start Living the American Dream by Mike Bucci. And it's a really great book as far as a step-by-step -step of how to start a business or what type of business, you know, whether it's a corporation, an LLC. It's just, it's a great resource as far as the beginning steps of starting your business. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend that as somebody's thinking about taking an idea and trying to create a product or even just start a business as a whole. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. So how much of this business do you do all on your own? Like how much of, and how much do you get help with? So I currently, I like to tell people that, so in a previous life, I was a financial advisor. So, you know, when you're a financial advisor, your role is dedicated to finance. But when you start your business, you're, you have all the different hats, right? So you're, you got the finance hat, you got the marketing hat, you got the inventory hat, you got the administrative hat. So you kind of wear them all. You have to learn all these different roles, which is very exciting, but also can be very overwhelming sometimes. But we also contract two individual sales reps from a sales perspective mm -hmm. and outside of the sales rep I pretty much do everything wow that's, wow that's a, a lot so you lot. are not doing the calls right now to get the product out you've got someone doing both that you. but you're always doing calls to get the product out so I'm I do have the reps that are out there and they're promoting the product and trying to get on the shelves also but I certainly designate portions of my day to make calls uh -huh. so what what is next in the business for you 
The goal is, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is expanding it outside of the healthcare space. I, I want to get to a certain threshold with the diabetic side of it and the diabetes community, but once I've kind of really solid ground in that area, I would like to expand it to other applications outside of the healthcare. Do you want to give us a hint of what those might be? Well, it could be general, just general uses. Like, as I mentioned, the, the product itself is stackable absorbent sheets that are designed to fit into the testing kit, but they could come in various sizes and shapes. So I think that there would be multiple other applications. And I would like to kind of pursue those avenues when the time comes mm -hmm. to ex you know, a larger product line per se. Mm -hmm. And now, if you were going to look back on how it all happened, is there anything that you would have done a little differently if you, with the wisdom of hindsight? Because you've been yeah. in this for more than three, it's five three years. Well, from the beginning. From the beginning. So you got it, yes. So, no, I, people ask me that quite a bit, and I think that of course, hindsight's 2020, and if I could have gone back and saved, you know, like some of my big mistakes cost a lot of money. <laughs> so, like in hindsight, like oh, it would have been nice if I what I knew now, if I knew then. But with that being said, not really, because it's all a learning curve, and I think that you know, all those mistakes along the way or those learning lessons that I have had with the business has kind of formulated who I am today. So I think it's good that everybody kind of goes through all those different hurdles and successes for that matter. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, that's kind of, that's why I am who I am today. And I don't think that I would probably go back and change anything though. No. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part of the business? People. Really? I do. I love people. I love talking to people. I love making connections. And I think that, um, you know, you meet a lot of amazing people. And I don't think that if I didn't kind of pursue this opportunity or this journey, there's a lot of people that I've met along the way that I wouldn't have. So I love the connection side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it seems like, you know, usually we would think of having our child diagnosed with diabetes being pretty intense. Mm -hmm. uh, change, of course, in our life, it really changes the whole um, routine of our lives and what you have to pay attention to. Like how, how did you feel, do you feel like that changed your, aside from building this product, did it have other impact on your, on your life? Sure. Um, that, that you feel, you know, this, this had a silver lining. I do, you know, I, of course I wish, you know, we could eradicate diabetes as a whole, and we didn't have to deal with this, but I think that that's, you know, this is our life, and this is the hand that we were dealt. And I think that it makes you stronger. I think you find your strength when you go through something that is, you know, adversity-based. And you, especially as a parent, my role as a parent was, like, it was very important to me to instill in my son that, like, you can't let this beat you. Like this isn't gonna define you and it's, you can't let this take, you know, like you're bigger than that or great. I don't know if bigger is the right word, but just, you know, to kind of be courageous, you have to teach them that resolve or that strength. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, and including myself as a parent, you find your strength, right? When you, so I guess the silver lining is strength-based or just or your, your perspective on life. I think mm -hmm. that you really 
realize how important health is and not to take it for granted and that you completely want to instill that to other people and you know to really just live life and enjoy it and stay strong and I always like to use the term you know you don't want to be the victim ever be the victor and I tried to instill that to my son like you're, you know you can continue to do it and a lot of its mindset a lot of its mindset mm -hmm. very inspiring mm -hmm. well thank you <laughs> speaking of inspiration I like to have my guests pick a wild card okay. that is some attribute that you can riff on and however it means to you personally or in your business. All right. Boldness. So I think that boldness is probably going to translate through business and personal, much like with the opportunity as far as starting a business, you have to be bold and take that step. And I think that that holds true in life in general. You want to be bold and, you know, move forward and not be afraid. I think that there's going to be so many chances in this world that you can either be bold and jump or shy away from it. And I think that you always want to take boldness. Mm. Always. Mm. So in your business, same I would say lesson. it was the same. This would be the same lesson. You know, you just have to, you got to go out there and you have to pursue and you have to keep marching forward and be bold. And that's, I certainly think that holds true with business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on and I wish you all the luck in yeah. having your, your vision be manifest. Thank you. And having it grow and help and serve so many people who would, it would make their lives that much more pleasant and easier. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me as a guest. It's been a joy. Great. Thanks for tuning into Women Inspired and be sure to catch the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.
Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how.